Welcome to Conversations with Toy, a blogcast tackling life one episode at a time. This is the time to air out life's craziest moments. This space is all about speaking about life's hang-ups and ways in which we can leave better than when we started. Topics are all about ways we can find space to be better in life, love, mental space and health. Happy Friday. I hope that you had an amazing week. Now, you know, my week is always crazy. So there's no need to say, is it a good week? Was it a long week? Was it a stressful week? It was probably a combination of all of those things. But if this is your first time, you know, coming to this platform and listening to the podcast, welcome. I hope that this is not your last. Please make yourself welcome. There are over 80 episodes. And they cover all different topics. They talk about we talk about dating, talk about marriage, relationships, self care, mental health, life with or without children, you don't have to have kids like it's whatever you choose. And I try to have a lot of topics that cover a multi amount of different topics, because everybody is different. You may tune in for various reasons. But whatever your reasons, I'm so glad that you are here do me a favor. It's super free. After listening to this podcast, share this episode with someone else. In addition to sharing with someone else, make an amazing review. Listen, I love reading your reviews. I'm going to try to start reading your reviews starting next week. So if you want me to listen or read your review, go ahead and put one in. We do already have several in that I will read. But reviews are amazing. It lets other people know that you listened to something and something resonated with you and you liked it. And so you kept on listening. We are here for it all. As it being Friday, and it being the end of the week or the end of the traditional work week, because you know, there's some nurses and some people who do, you know, non traditional jobs or even traditional jobs that don't have non traditional hours. Fridays is just that release that I've done the things that needed to be done. And I'm so grateful that we are at a stopping point where we can start the process of enjoying our weekend, starting the process of having a little bit more self care, a little bit more time to ourselves, whatever the case may be. That is what we're here for. So I hope that you are already pre planning, like already pre-planning ways to just enjoy your downtime. One thing for sure, you know, a lot of us are always on go, especially, you know, anybody in any field. But when you're always on go, you really have got to find the time to make time for you. This is simply taking the time to read a book that you've been wanting to do, take the time to, you know, go to the nail salon for those who like to get their nails done, taking the time to take a quality nap. Listen, something about a good quality nap is absolutely self care because it is just it makes you feel all of the things that you need to feel for your life. And it just gives you a like a rejuvenation like no other. So everyone is all in a uproar because is it Elon Musk? He has decided to purchase Twitter. I mean, there's a lot of things that I want to spend my money on, right? I mean, a lot of things. Things that I would just love to do, some vacations I would love to take, some things I would love to be able to help some other people with. I would love to have like a foundation that goes out and helps um, women, especially black women, to get medical uh, care for like mental health. I would love to use money in a great way. I'm not interested in buying Twitter, right? I just, 
I don't know. We'll just have to see how this goes. I mean, people are in uproar. Some people are against it. Some people are for it. Listen, he didn't ask me to use my union, United States dollars. So he didn't ask me to use my money. Um, so I, I don't know how I feel about it because I don't know. And I don't know how this is all going to roll out. You know, the conversations or whether or not we'll have free speech and you know all the rules that were in place will this be better for creators that's kind of where I'm concerned is is it going to be better for creators are we going to be able to utilize um, the platform in a better way to help us with the things that we're trying to do Um, is there better ways to try to get verified so that we don't have people coming in correcting and copying our stuff and and using it in in the wrong way those are types of things as a creator that I'm more concerned about um and that's against all platforms. Honestly, Instagram, as much as I do use it, it's trash as far as security. I mean, my husband's account just got hacked just this week. And no way around of trying to secure it. Like we secured it and then the person went in and snatched it again. It's a mess. So now his account is gone. And, you know, we just have to navigate that. But that's the type of situation that I'm more concerned in. And if you're a creator, there's a lot of pluses for creating on certain platforms and they're literally giving out things for you to create. For instance, on Instagram, you could be asked to make reels where you can get paid to make them. And that's because they want to encourage you to bring your talents, your gifts, your, your, your videos, your original content, all those things over to Instagram. Right. But then Instagram does things like shuts down or, you know, has a glitch or, You know, there's all kinds of pros and cons. And then you go to Pinterest and they want you to create over there. And there, you know, as a creator, there's things that you can get over there. Like there are so much ways to create. But what I will say, if you are a creator, I've stressed this so many times. If you are some form of creator, I want you to make sure that you have a website that's dedicated to you, your brand, having a mailing list. Those things are super important. For instance, there are people who uses the title of blogger that don't have a blog. A blog is a dedicated page on the internet on a website that brings people to where you are speaking about whatever topic. Listen, there's a blogger for everything, a travel blogger, a fashion blogger, a food blogger, a lifestyle blogger. I mean, there's uh, bloggers for video games. There's blogs for everything. So you could be a blogger over something that you just have an interest in, right? but you got to get a website, you have to own some form of something, you know, a website that you can control the the stuff that goes on it, that you can control the tempo, you can control your voice, you have to have that. So many times I see many people that are creating these things, and they're only concentrating on using social media. Listen, I blog almost every single day. It's I don't even put out every blog on my Instagram or my Twitter or my Pinterest or my Facebook, because my bread and butter is having people come to the website as that this particular point I'm over already over $500,000, $500,000. I wish 500,000 views on the blog already. Last year, I, you know, made the, the, the triumph of going over a million views a year. And that to me was amazing because I put the concentration of keeping the blog on the blog and using social media as a way to bring people back to the blog. And I think people don't understand that that is the real concept that unless you're putting out a campaign for a business like a target that you're doing something with, or you're working with another company to help again to to put them on, on the market, or to showcase something that they're putting out, make sure that your bread and butter is here on the website, your own website. And people have asked me now that I've been in blogging now for seven years, 
what is the best thing to do? Should you go from free or should you pay for it? It depends on what you're trying to do. If you're trying to have this be your permanent home, as far as your website, and you want to monetize that it's probably going to be best to put a little, you know, a little bunny out so that you can do what you need to do. But I've seen people use free websites, and they've been able to do it as well. It just depends. Um, my website is not free for me. It's free for all of you to go on. That's toy time, T-O-I-T-I-M-E.org. It's free to you to go on there and get resources. But for me, I have to maintain my site. But in the beautiness of maintaining, it's like I pay to play. You pay to play, right? So get a website. Too many creators are having so many issues with that. And I just wanted to put that out there because, you know, our space is sacred. And then I heard this week that YouTube is going to have podcasts on their site. So again, a lot of the things that we're already doing oftentimes are being trying to be duplicated on other places because again, it's about money. The more podcasters they can get on YouTube to go on there and put their podcasts on there, YouTube gets a chunk of that money. The more people that are creating on Instagram or Pinterest or any of these platforms, it gives them more money. You have to find a way to leverage things for you so that you can make money. I'm in the process of working on an um, ebook. I want to make sure that that ebook is attached to my website so that I can make the money myself and not put a middleman in between me so that they can gain money on top of it. Like I want for there, there to be a profit to come to me and not me having to split it. So just, you know, remember pay to play um, and, and keep that in mind. If you are a content creator, if you're not, and you just enjoy listening and watching content, reading content, looking at content, the best thing you can do that is completely free, free 99 is to support your favorite content creator, share their work. It doesn't cost you money to share any type of a link, share their work, um, watch their videos all the way through. Uh, like what they're doing, comment. These are free things. You don't have to pay anything to do that. You're already doing that. We're already commenting. When you see a story, especially like on the news and it sounds like it's going left, we put our five cents, our two cents, our quarter, our dollar, you know, worth of information and opinion. And we put that on there. That's the type of same way that you should be doing to support a content creator for free. Let's talk about Mother's Day. And specifically the reason why I'm choosing to talk about it now is because Mother's Day in a couple of days will be just about eight, eight or so days away. I mean, less than two weeks. And Mother's Day has always been a very big holiday, especially here in the United States. It's a huge holiday where people go out of their way to support, showcase their love for their mother. You know, flowers are being bought, dinners are being made, reservations are being set all of these different things, but I want to talk to those who have mother issues or have things that they are struggling with when it comes to Mother's Day. For instance, the biggest one, people have asked me, have I, why haven't I done a Mother's Day like gift list? I have one, I will update it, but that's not my first go-to. So in the next couple of days, every end of the month, I switch over my, my website because again, when you own it, you can go and you can switch the content around. You can make your site look differently and do those things. I will update Mother's Day things on my site because again, we're in the swing of less than two weeks. Another thing to keep in mind, which is the biggest thing is that there are so many people who are grieving the loss of their mother. So as much as I wanna showcase, you know, things for you to buy for people whose mother are still here and they want to showcase and love on their mother. 
I also want to be very careful of the fact that there are people who are struggling with the loss of a mother. I have my mother, she is still very much here. So I can't understand I can sympathize. My husband has lost his mother, I try to support him in his loss of his mother. But I have not for of un, I have fortunately not gone through that. And so my understanding of what is happening is very limited. However, especially like on the blogs, I do try to cover the fact that we forget that Mother's Day is a place of sorrow, a place of pain for a lot of people. A lot of people are hurting deep inside because they're visiting their mother at a gravesite or don't even have the opportunity to do that. Listen, without me being able to understand fully what you're going through, my heart does go out to people who have lost their mother because it's a horrible thing I would imagine, you know, just thinking about, even when I think about it, it bothers me to think about what will life look like when you can't pick up the phone to call your mom or you can't do those things. So I am very empathetic when it comes to that. And a lot of times I think we forget because sometimes as content creators, we just want to get this Mother's Day content out. But in the same token, I'm always understanding it because I live with my husband I watch the pain that he goes through every single day I know that they say that time heals on wounds and I do believe to a certain extent that it does but it never takes the sting of that hurt away it never can erase that pain and so often I'm very aware of it another aspect of Mother's Day that people struggle with is Mother's Day is a realization or of, of a I would say a magnified realization if you have a mother that is toxic. Now, before I start this conversation, I have had this conversation many times on the blog. It's probably one of the biggest uh, blogs around Mother's Day. There's two blogs around Mother's Day that gets the biggest attention. One is the one if you've lost um, a mother, I talk about, you know, different ways that I've talked to other people who have lost and they've given me certain things that I talk about on the blog about, you know, different ways to you know, move through that that moment and, 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 and how to heal or the healing process of losing a mother. That's one of the biggest ones. The second biggest blog during Mother's Day for my blog is toxic mothers. Now, if you're listening to me, and you're one of those old school moms that, you know, you have or you are your old school person that believes that there's no, you can't talk bad about a mom, or if you've lost your mom, and so you're like very against talking bad about moms. I understand that, right? Because you've lost your mom, you don't understand the concept that there are some mothers who are, are mothers by title, but not mothers by how they treat their children. I understand that. But as we grow and we talk and we learn from each other, we have to understand that other people's experiences are not exactly the cookie cutter, cookie cutter uh, mother that everybody would wish they may have had, or maybe that's something that somebody desires. Let me be very clear in saying there are some women who have children for whatever their reasons are, or they get themselves in situations by, you know, whatever the case may be. And so they decide to keep this child but a toxic mother will keep the child and then remind you of the fact that they did what they did to keep you. Now, listen, every, not everybody, but for most people, you've heard the concept, I brought you into this world and I take you out. It's very real. But there are some mothers who take that concept a little too far and go through a whole nother level. There are some mothers who were abusive to their children their entire lives or alcoholics their entire lives. I was always raised that you know, your mother and your father, you know, they're all, they are who they are. And again, you try to give them as much as respect as you can. But we also have to be cautious of telling people, well, that's your mom. 
right? We tell people all the time, well, that's still your mom. Yes, on paper, in life, in emotions, that may be your mother. But if your mother is toxic, if your mother is, is jealous of who you are and the things that you're accomplishing, if your mother is the type of mother that's, you know, been abusive, is distant, who takes favoritisms with children, you know, you may have siblings. And so she never felt like you, you know, amounted to anything, no matter how great your lifestyle may be. And so she'll put you down at every type of second, or she'll just be very dismissive of your of any accomplishment or anything that you have going on your plate. These are what we consider to be toxic mothers. There are mothers out there that operate like this every day of the week, every day of the year, and then expect to be upheld on Mother's Day. They expect the flowers, the roses, the candy, the all these things. And yes, they have their own lives, right? They have their own lives, their own set of traumas. But oftentimes they don't get the help that they're supposed to get for themselves. And instead they spew all that unhealthy conversations, all of those nasty comments, all those things on adults, and some even doing to their children currently, meaning that even with all this, this knowledge that we need therapy, right? These last few years has been the most years where people have been accepting of people who have mental health or mental wellness, accepting of people who do and make life decisions based upon, you know, past traumas and things of that sort. Yet we still have people who know that they're off, know that they're raggedy, know that they need the help, know that they're hurting, know that they're in pain and won't go get the help, right? And you can't make them. It's understood that you can't make them, but people would, would encourage would legit encourage for a child, a grown person, a grown woman, grown son to continue to be around their toxic mother, because it's just that's your mother. And that's just how they are. I personally have gotten to the point of not accepting the status quo of that's just how they are. I had a family member, I won't say their relationship to me, but that family member was very vile, said things this off the cuff, ignorant, rude, and made a comment about my children's skin tone. And when that comment was made, I, I said something addressed it. And then everybody was just like, well, I can't why, you know, that's just how they are. I was like, not on not on my watch. Because why would I allow my child or children to be in the presence of somebody so vile and don't even at least correct it? I didn't consider that my correction would change their life that they would all of a sudden change. But I have children that are listening, right? I have children that are watching. And for me to not correct it for me not to stand up and speak up against that would then basically high five that behavior and sets the tone that my children are not as acceptable because they're brown skin. Like where we do that at, right? Black folks come in different shades. We're not fitting to go through this black, this light skin, dark skin, stupid foolishness, not on my watch, right? So when I said what I said, and things were said and things happened, I kindly packed up my crew and we left. And I got messages and text messages and phone calls and messages like, I can't believe you did that. And my response to that is very simple. I am not in the position or do I want to be in the position to keep myself in a toxic situation, to keep myself around people that are just willing to be negative. I don't have to. And it's my choice, right? This, these, my, this, my crew, like I came in with a crew now, like when I was a child, there were things that were said, and there's always things that are said as kids that you can't control. But when you become grown, grown, 
and you got your own house with your own key and a gas, you know, a car, car with a gas tank that, that you put gas in it, you can leave any situation and you don't need anyone's permission, high five, you know, inclusion, acceptance, or any of those things to leave a situation. My husband, and I have a code word that he and I both use. If we're in a situation, whether that be family or friend, and it becomes too much for one or more of the partners, we use this word and it's time to go, right? That can be used if he's around my family and friends. I can use that if we're around his family and friends. It does not begin to matter. I refuse at 40, almost 41. I'll be 41 on the 10th. Why in the world would I allow myself to continue in an uncomfortable position anywhere? That's like people who have children. If your children are expressing some level of discomfort, and especially where it comes to our interaction with someone, you got to allow people to trust their gut like something is wrong. They should be able to say, I don't feel comfortable. I don't make my kids hug people and engage people because people you got to go by people's people's spirits when they put themselves out there, you feel things right. If I tell my child to go hug sister so-and-so or cousin so-and-so, auntie and uncle so-and-so, and they make my child feel uncomfortable by making my child hug them, I'm setting the tone that when you're in a situation where you're uncomfortable, you just stay in that. And that's a no for me. Now, that's not the way that we were raised when the old school way. Old school way is when an elder or someone comes into your presence, you are supposed to not only acknowledge them, but you're supposed to hug them and greet them. I believe that my children are supposed to be super respectful of which they are. They can greet somebody when they come into their presence because I never believe in walking in no one's home or being in somebody's presence without speaking. That's just, that's crazy to me, right? But to hug and to physically engage, now that I don't agree with because our bodies are our bodies and we need to teach kids how to have autonomy over their over themselves. And you got to stop teaching kids that they're supposed to have autonomy only when it becomes strangers, because we all know now we're, we're not we're not of the old school mindset where we have this blinders, where we believe that the only people that are molesting and bothering kids are strangers. Nine times out of 10, it's going to be a family friend, somebody that you know, a cousin, somebody in your family or friends that that child has gotten used to being around because you've made them hug them. And then they put them in this uncomfortable situation and then we want to act like we don't understand autonomy starts at the age a child can talk or the age a child can engage you have to teach them that but back to moms there are toxic mothers there are mothers who are horrible in every single way I have never taught or said anything to anybody to tell them to outright disrespect their mother I would never tell somebody to do that even the toxic mothers, you don't have to go outright to disrespect them. However, you can respect yourself and decide if something is not enough for you to be around them, that you can go ahead and remove yourself from them. I've heard stories of people who have toxic mothers, and this mother never calls, never says anything. And then about a week before Mother's Day, all of a sudden, there's the calls and how's the kids? How do you tap into that? How do people who have toxic moms do with that? And they struggle, right? Because you want to, your, your natural instinct is to respect your mother. Your natural instinct is to love your mother regardless of what's happening. Your natural instinct is to do that. But then the struggle between what's natural to you and what's uncomfortable to you is a struggle that's shown up real around Mother's Day. There are people who, you know, have mothers that are here on this earth and their mothers don't even acknowledge them, won't call them, have no relationship with their children, or if they do, it's limited, 
And we have to stop acting as if these scenarios are not real. We have to stop acting as if people are marrying into families where the family of that you're marrying into is also the most congenial family. And they just love you so much. And they're just so outpouring because there are women who believe that once they get married, or they're prayerful that once they get married, if they have a relationship, or they have a lack a relationship with their mother that they're going to marry in to situations where they're going to be loving, they're going to be accepting, they're going to finally get this love that they didn't get from their mom. And guess what, they may soon get into this marriage. And the people may have been the best thing since life's bread, the entire engagement, they may be the best thing since the entire, you know, dating phase. But I'm gonna tell you something, there's two situations that bring out the best or the worst of people. And that is weddings and that is funerals. Weddings and funerals will bring out the best and the worst of people around you. So as you're marrying into this family, and you're literally hoping that when you marry into this family, it's going to go great, you're going to be in the same loving care. And the second your title switches, and you become Mrs. So and so and so, and then you discover that the, the, the real Mrs. of the so and so the mother, the matriarch switches the game, it can be hurtful. When you realize that the aunties and the cousins that was playing, you know, fair, all of a sudden, they drop off that character and they become whoever they were that their real character shows, it can be hurting. So Mother's Day is not the best holiday for people. Matter of fact, I honestly believe outside of Christmas, Mother's Day is number two in my book. I'm not an expert. I don't, I didn't take a poll, but Christmas and Mother's Day is the hardest days and Father's Day as well is one of the hardest days for people in general. So if you see somebody that's going through, don't tell them that it's okay that you know, you know, your mother loved you. Some people don't know that they have lived their whole lives never feeling that what you can do is how can I assist you to make your day a little bit better? Stop trying to push your ways. Because again, you have the best mom in the world, you're showering your mother with gifts. And yes, the mothers who truly deserve it, give them all that you can give. Listen, I am a flowers person. I buy flowers almost once a week. I try not to even buy flowers during Mother's Day, um, the month of May, because my birthday's on the 10th, Mother's Day this year's on the 8th. So for the that week or so, maybe those first two weeks, I won't even have to buy flowers because my family knows my friends know I love flowers, buy your mother the most beautiful bouquet of flowers, especially the moms that are supportive, the moms who have your back, the moms who kilted in the game when it comes to motherhood and makes mother look like it's easy peasy, do all the things. Because listen, I would rather give my mother the flowers that she deserves before I have to put flowers on her grave, right? But I also recognize that there are mothers who are not as deserving and you have to figure out where you stand. Listen, people go through therapy a lot more stronger around Christmas and Mother's Day because it's those holidays. Like if you've lost a spouse, your wedding anniversary becomes horrible, right? And if you've gone through the loss of a mother, whether that be from death or because of separation or whatever strain in your relationship is, it becomes even more magnified during these holidays, so this is why I say we have to be very concerned about how we approach it. And how my goal is when I approach it is I try to cover it all I cover the mothers, the people who have lost a mother, I cover those who have toxic mothers, I cover those who have amazing bomb mothers, I have mothers who have difficult and strained relationships, because you may not have a mother that you would consider toxic, but you have a restrained relationship 
which also may mean you also have a toxic mom or you may be the toxic daughter or son or whatever the case may be because toxicity doesn't mean that it's just the other person like as much as we talk about like a toxic mom or a toxic dad you too can be a toxic person like there was moments in my life where I was a toxic person right so that meant that whatever my parents or my friends or whomever were trying to put into the in the atmosphere if I was struggling in my life and didn't have my stuff together it was easy for me to then push that on somebody else right but when you can see clearly when your heart is clear and you've gone to therapy and you've gotten your life together it's okay to call a spade a spade but in calling a spade a spade you may realize I'm really struggling with this. So to all of the amazing mothers, my definition of what amazing mother may not be your definition. But for me, my definition of amazing mothers are mothers who are supportive. If I call you and you're like, yes, what can I do to help you? If you're, you know, your kids need me, I'm coming up there, right? Whatever you need, I'm coming. Those are amazing mothers, right? Not the mothers who decide, I don't feel like dealing with that. That ain't my thing. I don't have to do that. You're grown. I ain't doing nothing for you. You don't ever stop becoming a mother just because your children are grown. You don't stop becoming a father just because your children are grown. You may not have the same day-to-day responsibilities. Absolutely. You've earned that, right? You've gotten to your point. You've raised your kids and now it's time for them to live their lives. Beautiful. But you never stop becoming a mother. If you're a mother and you are a mother of grown people and you're still acting as if you don't have to do all of that, I'm going to give you this little bit of advice. Your kids probably think you're toxic. I just want to put that out there because when you think about when a mother does, she just has her heart is open, right? I'm not telling you that if a mother should give up to her last knowing that her child ain't no good. I ain't saying that, right? There can be boundaries on both sides from the child and the mother, but a mother's heart will do the things especially when it's no harm going on when there's no drug uses and going on you're not just giving to a child or a son or a daughter and you know they're about to mess up and even in that you can use wisdom but to just have the blanket I ain't gotta do all that this ain't my bite I don't gotta do all that that part of motherhood those types of moms it just doesn't resonate with me right And there are times even as I am a mother, I make sure that I'm not pushing my kids away because I'm on my phone or I'm recording a podcast or I have to get this long list of things done. And so I'm only like engulfed in my phone. I'm only engulfed in the things that have to be done because kids, whether grown or children, remember those moments the most. If they feel like you, you you know how moms and dads say, tell me about Call me and tell me anything. You can't say tell me anything when they hear your conversation talking about topics that your child may be involved in or may soon get involved in. And your conversations is she's too fast. She's this. Look at that dude. He's so raggedy. I wish my kids would. They won't. They won't. You cannot have a conducive relationship and say, come and talk to me about anything. And then they hear your conversations about their cousin, right? And they hear your conversations about some neighbor you may have saw. And then when they get into those very things, you'll say, why didn't you come and talk to me? For what? Because I can hear you say how fast I was when I was in the same situation, because you can't help me when you've already put out there that you're not you're totally against it. Right. And I could be against what you're doing and still show love, but you can't show love from the same place that you used to condemn. 
I just want to put that out there. You can do with that information what you choose. I'm just saying, sometimes we say to people, come and talk to me about anything, but they've already heard you. They've heard the way you've handled situations. They see the way you talk about people and they want to come and tell you so you can go tell your friends the things that they're doing. And and it's one thing to talk to your friends about what your kids or your grown kids, whether they're children or not, are doing in a classy way that's talking about how uplifting, but y'all know the difference, right? I think we know better. We know the difference. So let's just be mindful of that because with Mother's Day around the corner, this can be the greatest and also as well as one of the hardest times um, for a lot of people. And while we're going to continue the Mother's Day conversation, someone had posted and I posted it on my stories. I don't think I saved it. And I'm saying stories because you can follow me on Instagram at Toy Time Blog, T-O-I-T-I-M-E-B-L-O-G, all one word. And while I was on there, somebody posted about how sometimes we glorify suffering. For instance, we talk about the mother who had two, three jobs and how she worked her, you know, self to the, to the bone and how she just had to do all this work and had to do all these different things because she may have been a single mom or let's not discount the fact that there are single mothers who are very much married, right? (laughs) That concept to me, we're going to talk about that because that that's, that's problematic for me because why do you have a partner that is not a partner? Like, why do you have a partner that's not a partner? If you are a single mother, show enough, meaning you are raising your children by yourself with or without the aid of a father. Because if you are in your home and he is in his home and he's the weekend dad, unless he's hands on and you, you know, the call away and like, you know, doing all the things outside of what's court ordered. I have a problem with us trying to say that single mothers are not single mothers. You could be a single mother with a father helping meaning he does not live in the home and he's doing his share and that's still a single father and you're a single mother who are just basically co-parenting but then there are the women who are married not married and separated I'm talking about married and live in the same home sharing the same bed eating the same food and are single mothers now that is called to me is that's definitely single by choice and let me tell you why Why do you have a partner that's in the house, but he only kicks in things or does things when he feels like it? Even if you are the person that's the stay at home mom, if he is going out and working a job, you may take over and you may have an, you know, you may have a plan that may resonate because you're with the kids. So you kind of get their little schedules and things, but that doesn't mean that that man can't be a full fledged partner. A partnership means whatever is necessary, I'm going to do because we are together and whatever you're lacking, I'm going to be right over your shoulder. Now we say that in them Beyonce songs and don't realize what we're saying. Do you really have that? For instance, in our home, there are no gender roles. If my husband needs to come in here and cook because I'm somewhere, he's going to have to go ahead and cook, right? If my husband is out here and he's in a meeting and trash needs to be taken out, I don't have a problem bagging that bag up and taking it out to the trash, right? And I know that, ooh, why would I want to do trash? It's not that I desire to do it, but I desire to be a partner, right? So if my husband needs to go to the gym, I don't have a problem with me going to an event, cutting out early so he can go handle his business because that's what a partner does. I don't have a problem with my husband coming in here doing the laundry because I've gotten overwhelmed with another part of the home. Or the times that we work together 
to clean the home together because they're shared spaces. And so together as a team, we are doing the cleaning of the home instead of it being where I'm doing all the cooking, all the cleaning, running around like a person with my head cut off and he's sitting around reaping the benefits. That's not, that's not a partnership to me. So for the single mothers who are married, there's a part that you had to have played to have allowed that to happen. You have either gotten to the point where you told your partner because he didn't do it the same way that you wanted to be done and you kept nagging about how he needs to do it your way. Listen, my husband don't cook the same way that I cook, but he cooked, right? My husband may not clean the bathroom the way I want it to be clean or to clean it the same level that I may clean, but he cleaned it, right? And he goes and vacuums, but he missed a spot. Stop calling him out for all that little stuff. Or if he's watching the kids and them kids are, are yet alive, then he's successful. And let me just say, He's not watching his kids. He's with his kids, right? And so while he's with his children and I'm out doing whatever I'm doing and I come home and they have a different schedule or a different flow of events, I used to in, in, a, in a past life, right? I used to be like, well, they're supposed to do this and get their shower at this time and then get this done by this time and do this by this time. But the problem with that is you cut your spouse off to the point where they don't want to contribute, right? They don't want to do it. They just let you suffer and watch you do it. Because when they try to interject, you're the first person to cut them off. Ladies, let's God, we got to do better. Let that person show up and do it the way that they need to do it. As long as the work gets done, it doesn't have to be your way or the highway, right? Because when you have a partner, you would understand that your words matter. And so you're going to make sure you're not cutting your partner off so that you're not cutting your own hand. Listen, you should not have to always take a vacation to get some peace in your house. Now, I'm not saying don't take a vacation because I am queen of a staycation. If anybody knows, I will, I'm team staycation. Anytime it can be put, booked, book me a staycation, right? Because I've earned it. He's earned it. We've all earned that time to ourselves. But let's not cut off our hand, right? To, to, to make no points because it's not done my way or go behind him. If that's not detriment, we're not going to go behind our spouse because they're not our children. I do go behind my kids because they're still learning. They're learning how to clean a room. They're learning how to do a dish. So me going behind my children, totally different. Me going behind my spouse, I'm not raising my husband. Wherever he is and whatever he's not, his mother has already done a great job with whatever she has given him right? I'm not raising my spouse and stop treating your spouse like a child goes both ways. Husbands with your wives, that is not your daughter. That is your wife. Respect her in the same level, in the same way that you want to be respected. When I was going through some of my toughest times in the midst of therapy, right? My very first, not my very first, it was, I had gone to therapy. I go to therapy ever so often. And one of the times I was going through therapy, me and my husband's marriage was probably hanging by an imaginary string, not even a real one, like more like an imaginary, like I had drawn one. And we were holding on to that drawn string, right? And that first therapy session of that situation, my therapist was like, you need to get a divorce straight up. She did not sugarcoat it for me. She was very much clear on it's time for you to get a divorce. But then she also said, now, as much as I'm telling you that it's time to get a divorce, this is what you also have to be prepared to do. You have to be prepared that sometimes when we talk about leaving our spouses, we go from one person to the next person. And we just take basically keep marrying, keep dating the same person because we never master the things that we're supposed to master. She said, well, why don't you start treating him like the husband? You think that if you get this new person, you'll be different. That's what she said. Why don't you treat this new spouse to 
the same way that you believe in your spirit, your heart, your mind, that if you do this, that it's going to get you this, this new spouse that you're looking for. Treat them that way. So I started treating myself, my husband and myself, the way that I thought this new man was going to come in and just do. And guess what? We still married because I started seeing changes in him. And then he started seeing changes in me. And then the changes started working together. And then we went to therapy together. So I went separately for myself, which I listen, if you're in marriage therapy, you also should be in personal therapy because there is a level of trauma and things that you're bringing into your marriage that has nothing to do with your spouse. So you need your own personal therapist and you need a marriage marital therapist right and so we started to do the work him on his own me on my own us together and we started to see change and that's when I realized that I had to have a partner versus just a husband some of y'all going to get married you're about to get married or you're thinking about getting married or you just want to be in a partnership but you have to be a partner to be a into being a partnership Two people that are willing to do whatever it takes and bringing in the same level of energy. And when one energy falls, somebody is willing to pick it up and vice versa. Right. But being at the same level of wanting to work, wanting to do the work, wanting to show up like I don't understand. You got to understand half of life is showing up and not, and, and, and being in, intentional with showing up. So yes, partnerships matter. Being concerned about Mother's Day and how everybody is different in their approach to Mother's Day is, is truly important for us to come into this understanding that because sometimes I feel like we forget, we truly forget that not everybody has that, you know, Betty Crocker mom who does all those cooking and baking and all those things. You know, everybody's way of parenting is not the same. And I've never been the type of person that will tell you how to parent or how you should have been parented. I know that every child grown or not has a child inside of them that they know what they need. And sometimes parents meet those needs and sometimes parents don't meet those needs. That's one thing I learned in therapy. And I just wanted to be honest about that because sometimes People will make you feel guilty by your feelings as if your feelings are not valid. And although you cannot, you cannot live your life based upon feelings only, you do have to make sure that you are very consistent in the fact that yes, your feelings are going to be what they need to be. So with that being said, and it is Friday, listen, I don't know if you live by Wawa right? I don't know. So I live right in Philadelphia. And I know in central Pennsylvania, it's like sheets. But listen, these little uh, popping bubbles that they done put into the new Wawa drinks. God bless you, Wawa. Y'all not sponsoring me, you can. But um, I'm a little addicted to them. Now I don't go out my way to go get one. Like I'm not to that level. It's not like a Starbucks run for me. But I will say that these little popping bubbles is doing their thing. Like I love the little popping bubbles. So the one that I had today, it was an iced lemon passion fruit with bubbles in it. Good God from Zion. That thing was good. So if you live near a Wawa, if you are in a Wawa city, maybe you have these little cafes that have the little bubbles in them. Um, and so you're not even on team Wawa. You may be like, I'm over at West. We don't have that. Okay, cool. Wherever you can get a lemonade or an iced tea that has a little bubbles in it that pop in your mouth, go ahead and get them. They are definitely blessed, right? They're blessed. I'm here for them. And um, I had one today. 
as early as it is, but um, I'm I'm excited about it. Like I really truly love them, and I'm gonna try to get as all the I'm trying to go through all the flavors. They don't really have like um, they don't really have I would say. A lot of flavors, but I'm I'm determined to try to get as many of the flavors as I can. I don't think I've any of the ones that I've had. I haven't had a bad one. So, you know, I'm all here for that. So this week has been long as it always is. This week has been stressful as it always is. I actually got sick earlier this week because I had like a little 24 hour bug. Thank God. Praise be that I was able. I had already done some of the blogs kind of ahead of time. So it didn't really look like online, it did not look like I missed a beat. It looked like I was perfectly fine and there was nothing going on, which I love to do because I need to be able to be in the moments here at home and the moments here in my life versus being online. So I love the ability to put a little things up a little ahead of time and schedule some things. So that's what I had done. But I was really in here looking like a hot mess. Your girl was in here struggling, looking like who had done it. Hair wasn't even combed. I had on a hoodie, some sweats. I was sweating, I was hot, I was cold, it was a mess. So I was sitting up in the blanket, it was, thank God for God, because I'm telling you right now, I looked a hot mess. However, I will say, thank God it was only 24 hours, because I don't think I could have done that many more days. I don't know where it came from. It could have came from the fact that, you know, I have three children, they're like little Petri dishes, so they could have had something going on in their school. Um, I did do an influx of going to like restaurants and things like that. It could have been that. I, I don't know. All I'm going to say is continue washing your hands, whether it's a panoramic or not. We all got to wash our hands because we know how many germs come on surfaces and things of that sort. So all I can do is encourage that. So outside of that, there's been a lot of a media events. And now that we're stepping into May, listen, so starting on May 1st, I do a 10 day celebration. It is called toy bration. And the reason that I do this 10 day toy bration is because I want to be able to celebrate me the way I want to be celebrated. Right. So growing up, I didn't always get like the things that I wanted. And that's fine because no child says they can get the things that they wanted. Right. So I do the things in those 10 days that I want. So I go to the restaurants that I want to eat at. I have little treats here and there throughout those 10 days. Like I may go to Starbucks and have a certain drink or whatever. It's nothing, don't have to be majorly big, but one day every day for 10 days, I do something for me, right? It's like the ultimate self-care of 10 days. I look forward to the toybration. It's so crazy. My family knows I'm on toybration. My friends know I'm on toybration. So I will, you know, link up with some friends and hang out. I go to some restaurants that I have on a list that I haven't attended. I will treat myself to like a massage or some type of something. But for 10 days, one activity, at least one per day is done in those 10 days. And then when I get to my actual birthday, my family literally comes in and they celebrate me. Um, my husband does an amazing job making sure that I am well, you know, gifted up. And I, listen, I love gifts. I know people be like, you know, I don't like gifts and I don't want that. that, that I didn't say that. I like gifts. I like candles. I like cups. I like all kinds of different things. I like things that are just because you thought of me. It's the thought and then wrap it up nice. Like I love gifts. I like opening gifts. I like all those things because it's not about the gifts. It's honestly just about the thought, right? But I love gifts. I like opening things. So my husband does an amazing job that on the 10th, every year, every year that we've been knowing each other, he has made sure that my birthday has been special. So I already know I don't have to think about it. It is what it is. I'm grateful for it. And then of course, 
I was actually born on Mother's Day 41 years ago. So every so often my birthday falls on a Mother's Day. This year, Mother's Day is on May 8th, which is two days before the birthday. Normally, I'm the one year that my birthday was on Mother's Day, that was very tricky because I believe my mother-in-law was alive during then. So trying to space out like time for her, time for me, you know, separate gifts for the birthday, separate gifts for Mother's Day. Yes. Like people who have birthdays on Christmas, I, I can't imagine because I, I, I want separate gifts. I don't want I don't want everything wrapped up in Christmas paper. Right. That would be me. But for Mother's Day, when it does fall on the same day and it does has happened quite a quite a few times. I get separate gifts for my birthday and separate gifts for Mother's Day. My husband, again, he's great. He he understands the assignment. He gets it. So I never have to worry about my birthday, but I am a twin. And so I make sure that she's good this year. She's not going to, she's going to be, you know, doing her travel bop and doing her thing, loving life and doing all the things. So this year is going to be different. I think this is probably going to be the first year where we may not talk on our actual birthday. So I'm definitely going to find, find a way to link up with her. Like when she gets back and try to, you know, do a little something. Cause as much as we are twins, um, it's hard. Like, you know, we do a lot. We do a lot together. So that I will be doing to make sure, like I said, that, you know, all is well for that and getting ready for the toybration. So what's the weekend looking like? My youngest is having her first communion. So we are preparing for that. The weekend looks like some relaxation. I have probably a nail appointment and one event on Saturday, nothing on Sunday. So it's looking like is looking like rest is looking like I can switch over the winter clothes to the spring. Listen, this week has been a little weird with the weather because at some points the weather was looking like it was going to be nice and warm and it was going to stay that way. And then it looked like it wasn't because there was a point where I've had to wear a couple sweaters a couple times this week. And I was just like, what is going on? Um, so all I have to say to that is we'll just have to see, but I'm, my goal is to actually switch over. I did not switch my clothes over yet because as you can see we if I had done that I'd have been out here freezing um so hopefully this weekend I can do that but again this is going to be a very much a relaxing weekend just an amazingly relaxing weekend and I hope you have the opportunity to do the same like I honestly hope that you're able to do the same all right and so for those who love whiskey me you can tolerate the taste of whiskey because I know it's not everybody's thing I'm going to be linking in how to make a Boston sour. Listen, I would, you got to learn, listen, even if you don't drink certain things, I feel like now that I've taken it. So I took a couple of weeks, I, I took a cocktail class. Now I feel like I'm trying to master just all kinds of drink. And so today's lesson will be Boston sour. So in the show notes, you can go ahead and click. It's very clickable. You'll be able to understand how to make a Boston sour. I am really trying to be my own little home bartender, right? My own little bartender at home. I'm not asking to be like the type of person that can make a bunch of drinks for a bunch of people, but I want to be able to make what I need to make and make it make sense because I want to be able to, you know, be a little more eclectic in my drinking. So today's day drink or today's drink of the day is Boston Sour, of which I will leave the drink notes in the show notes so that you can learn how to make one for yourself. Um, I'm hoping again that you are rested and that you're doing all the things. Thank you guys for supporting the show. 
my show made number, I think number six in wellness. I'm super excited for that. So that's only because of you guys, because you guys were supporting the show. You're, you're listening, you're, you're doing all the things. I appreciate that. We will be back next Friday. We have a guest and we'll have guests for the next couple of weeks, as well as our sponsors are back. They really didn't go anywhere. I just had to take a break because, you know, doing sponsors on the show is a lot. You got to make sure everything is right. You got to do everything a certain way. It's not as, you know, it's easy. It's not like it's hard, but you know, it is what it is. I've been enjoying that break, but we are back with our sponsors and all those different things. So that expect that to pop off starting next Friday. I will be away doing some vacation-y type conferences type travel in the next couple of pretty much from here until the end of summer. However, the uh, podcast will not suffer. We will be making sure the episodes are geared up and ready for you. So you don't have to worry about that at all. And if you want to know where I'm at or what I'm doing, you'll be able to read the blog after the fact. I never post in real time when I'm actually somewhere or where I'm at in real time because safety is of most paramount. And I'm going to also include solo traveling. So if anybody's listening, whether you are single or solo by choice, or you just happen to take a solo trip, meaning you went somewhere by yourself, I'm going to include that because as we're as the weather is turning and everybody's booking, I want you to be safe. Certain things you should and should not do certain things that you want to grab and have at your expense. Make sure you have that, especially if you're staying at hotels. I'm going to make sure um, I'm going to check it to make sure that it's updated because there were some new hotel things that I've been using when I go some places too. So that again, the goal is when I'm at these different places, I want to have my safety be secured at all costs. Um, whether I'm traveling with someone with, with my family or by myself, I try to carry these things with me because there's just some tricks and things and some gadgets that are worth buying. I know that everybody's like, why we keep buying gadgets? Because these gadgets are where it's at. Some of these gadgets were made because they want to keep our safety at most paramount. And I'm here for it. Um, when I'm traveling in the city, I want to have certain gadgets on me so that I can try to keep myself safe, right? It is what it is. So have a great weekend. Thank you for tuning in to Toy Time um, Conversations with Toy. Um, thank you for those who transform themselves from the podcast to the blog. Welcome. You're more than welcome to join us there at any given time and vice versa. Make sure you review the show, share the show. It's free 99. Make sure you support your content creator. Um, if you're struggling for Mother's Day, I am one person that you can honestly say that will support you and understand what you're undergoing through because a lot of people don't get it. They just want to post out sales. And listen, I'm a content creator. I know that we make a percentage sometimes off of things that we share, but I would rather for somebody's mental health and their well-being during this time to be at the at, the, at its best versus something that I'm going to receive at the end. So will I share or update my Mother's Day gift list? Yes, I will, but not at the expense of making sure that people that need to know that they're going to be okay during this most tough time. So I love you all. Thank you for listening and have yourself an amazing week. And we will be back next week with Conversations with Toy. Thank you as always for joining me. And I know that even in the deepest or joyful conversations, that there's something we can learn and apply. Until next time, I hope that you are doing better. If not, we will be back to talk some more and handle it. Peace to you and yours. Stay grounded.